Hello, and welcome to the Oscar Grouches and Oscar Analysis, where we analyze past Oscar wins and then do predictions for the future. Today we have the Thunderdome for, I really like that voice, um, Thunderdome for uh, <laughs> Best Actress in a Leading Role. Um, <laughs> From the 81st to the 90th Academy Awards. Yes, yeah, so we're doing it for the last 10 years. Um, so again, Thunderdome rules, 10 go in, 1 comes out. So there is no second place winner for this. Who is um, the most fabulous bitch? We'll start with the most recent and work our way backwards. All right. So All right. without further ado, let's analyze Emma Stone and Frances McDormand. So Frances McDormand um, playing Mildred Hayes <coughs> in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and uh, Emma Stone uh, playing Mila Mia Dolan. Dolan? Dolan? Mia Dolan. Dol- Mia Dolan doesn't sound like a name. Okay, anyway. Especially <laughs> not a best actor. <laughs> <laughs> Mildred Hayes. Okay, anyway. Um, so let's start with, uh, discussing, so we'll, we'll go through and we'll, um, each round we'll discuss them and then decide on a winner and then the next ones we'll, uh, just decide on winners. Basically, if you listen to our supporting actor podcast, you're going to know how it works for the actress. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, Frances McDormand, uh, in Three Billboards Outside of Missouri. Okay. Mildred Hayes. What so, a good character. Oh yeah, I mean like, okay, so we've discussed this, we have issues with this film. Um, we have so, seen this film twice, and we hated it both times. Yeah, well, and I, I'm not, yeah. So, you have an issue with the word hate, we disliked it. Yeah, I have an issue, well, yeah, and I, I want to be specific, and we'll get into that with other ones, but today we're just talking about the acting, um, and not all the this trouble. This is an acting, this, is, this movie is helmed by its actors, in particular, Francis McDormand. And not, you know, like, all the troubling things that were going on here. Yeah. So, Francis McDormand's performance, McDormand whatever um her performance was incredible oh yeah it's just i mean it's exhausting in a good way you know like i felt tired watching her it was like Um, i was saying with christoph waltz the fact that she's so tiny and had such a big personality oh yeah like you said like you just said is exhausting yeah and it was just like this big personality but also like it seemed like everything she did was her having to like climb through a pool of nails is how she, like, she's wading through that pool of nails to get to every point that she gets to, but it's that important, so she's going to get there. Yeah. And, like, the way that she breathes to the way that, like, she... Doesn't she, like, bite her finger in a scene or something? Oh, it's the, like, the, her first introduction, she is in her car, she bites her middle finger and pulls it back. And I'm like, oh, it's a nervous tick. Yeah, she's... Obviously, this woman has gone through a bunch of shit. Yeah, and she's... I mean, it's... She's... She handles this woman with very questionable behavior very well, and there's a lot of moments of vulnerability, and, um... Oh, wait, hold on. First things first, I'm Nick, and this is Tyler. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say our names. Whatever. We're, we're new at this. Um, <laughs> so, she, um... Yeah, and I, I will say this, though. I do think that the performance can be sometimes a little bit, like, these are my three things that I do. You know, like, I Which have... for her is staring someone dead in the eyes, making really, 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 like, bombastic speeches, and also walking really fast. I would say, though, like, also the little, like, I'm going to now, now you'll see my vulnerable side and I'll cry for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you know, the deer and the fire extinguisher. Stupid deer. Yeah. I hated that scene. The fire extinguisher? Remember when she's like, Robbie! You know? Fire extinguisher? Yeah, she's trying to put out the billboards after her husband. Oh yeah, ex-husband put them on fire. Yes. So anyway, I thought her performance was—it was good, but I also felt like it it felt a little predictable and formulaic. It was weird to me. It felt so straightforward, except, but there were just like little, little small parts to it. Like for me in particular, was when she was giving the culpability speech to the pastor. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing I was reading years ago about. People who are looking for things to say or trying to tell lies, their eyes drift into certain areas. And I think if they said, it's like the upper left is when you're fishing for something to say. And every, in like every few seconds in that speech, she would look up there. And I'm like, that makes it seem like she's yeah. actually thinking of the thing on the spot and it's not being rehearsed. Because I personally find it very irritating if someone gives an Oscar speech without diverting attention. Because that's not real. No one ever looks someone in the eyes for that long. And Um, she (laughs) made it seem real. And I just appreciated all of that. Because she gave... 
Because, again, like, the fact that this um, film is also just so acting-driven, it's very driven by its speeches. And she made every single one not seem like it was rehearsed for weeks. Because I know that she is such a good actress, she would rehearse these forever. Well, yeah. And I, and I think there's a lot to say about, like, that strength that she gives. But I do still find stuff within her performance that I didn't love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it... I'm one of those people who I'm like, I, I don't want to be a person that's so like, oh, you need to fill out all these boxes to make me think, think you're worthy of an Oscar. Well, not all the boxes. I think she definitely deserves to win. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't say she was my favorite to win, but Margo, I think that her Margo. win was deserved. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think that because of, and maybe it's just because of how the story was structured, I felt like. I saw you do that earlier in this film the same exact way, and I didn't want to see that, especially well, because she has this huge movie on her shoulders. You know, like, she's leading this film, and that comes with a certain amount of responsibility, though, too. Like, you can't... Which she handled very well. She handled that responsibility. I don't know what she did always. Do you think she did it in tandem with Sam Rockwell? Because I, without them, this movie would have been a disaster. Well, and I, I think said that before. I'll say it again. I didn't really also feel like every decision was clear. I didn't know. I didn't know where her throwing the cherry bombs came from. You know what I mean? Like, and I, cocktails. and I, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> cherry bombs are a little. little no, tiny yeah, that's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> you imagine if you just heard that place up and just throwing cherry bombs. Cherry bombs. <laughs> it would take. It would take days. A lot of cherry bombs. <laughs> um, oh god. She uh, gave. I just, when she was throwing the Molotov cocktails at the building, I was just like, I wanted to see something in your performance where you make that decision. I didn't really see it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I mean, I thought she was great. I'm still like saying she deserved it, but I don't yeah. think that it's, I think it's worthy to point out things that didn't work. So I think what we're saying with her is that when she excelled, she excelled beyond comparison to her other contenders, but the other contenders were just so well-rounded, but not enough to justify them beating her. Would you yes, say? Yes, yes. Anyway, we should move on. To Emma. So, Emma Stone, I mean, this is a really great performance as well. Um, the thing about La La Land is when I saw it first, I loved this movie. I felt very, not like attached to it, but I felt moved by it. I was told by Tyler to go view it as not an actor, but as an artist who wants to do something and feels like they can't. And then I was just so moved by her performance in particular when she did the acting auditions and things like that. And then after the Oscars and hearing people talk about it, my opinion of it was very jaded. And I don't want it to affect my opinion of her performance, but... I'm almost wondering if it did, and I think I'm about to Well, find I don't out. want us to diverge yeah. I think so I'm about to find out right now if it did. For so far off yeah. from just talking about the acting, because I feel like we, we have a tendency to do that. <laughs> um, so if we're just but talking again, about, we're just talking we about the acting. Digress. We digress. <laughs> okay. So we're just talking about the acting. It's, um, I, I thought, I mean, obviously, like, she's, she does those, she does that sweet little cry so well. I mean, that's her thing. You know, she cries... That way, and anytime she, like, cries and, like, does that smile through her cry thing in any movie, I, like, kind of want to cry, too. And so, like, it's really great, and I think that in the audition song, she, that's, like, what, that's one take, right? Yeah. They, she handles that so beautifully, just the way that she takes us on that little journey and sings that song, and, um... While she can't sing, the fact that she did her own singing, I thought was very, very well. Oh, yeah, and she's, and, like... And a part of it's sort of weird because we don't really see those straight-up ingenue roles as often anymore, at least not at the Oscars. Um, but that's sort of kind of what she was doing, you know? In my like, head, I was like, wasn't the last time like High School Musical? Okay, not at the Oscars. <laughs> not at the Oscars. Just in general. But she, um, Oh, Vanessa You know, like, she... She was doing a really great job with that, and she committed to that style of that film 100%. Mm-hmm. It's hard, though, because sometimes you're a little bit also like, that one an Oscar? You know, like... Because compared to who? Well, that year we had, like, uh, Natalie Portman for Jackie. I never saw that, but you told me all about it. Yeah, really You said good. that she would, she was your pick to win, right? Uh, Ruth Nega for... Um, I loved Loving. Loving, yeah. Um, 
I, uh, Meryl Streep from Florence, Florence uh, never saw Elsa that. Jenkins and Isabel Hubert. Oh, well, she was, wow. she got the Golden Globe for, um, the drama, drama category, right? yeah. So, so essentially second place. Well, that's not how I know, I know, I know, works. know. But to me, essentially second place. So, yeah, I, it, it was sort of like, I feel like she has done good work for a while, and they were like, well, it goes to her. It was, it was a weird win, though. Like, it doesn't feel as strong as... But, you know, that movie was just such a driving force that year. Yeah. It was, like, it, we, it, people, you, you might as well, well, all know, it was awarded Best Picture by, like, at, I mean, at fault, but people were just like, yeah, it's because of La La Land. Well, yeah, everyone just assumed La La Land would win that year. Yeah. And I think she, her performance was also an assumption, and it was actually correct. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's pick a winner. It's just, for me, it's Francis. Oh, yeah. I it's, it's like you said, it's the fact that, like, you just assumed Emma would win. It that that can't push her ahead of someone who I was like, she will win. Yeah, no. And and, Yes. Like, like so defiantly, I knew Francis would win, and I never thought that it was unjustified. Yes, and it, Emma's felt a little flimsy, and yeah. it it and her performance was great. I don't think she could have done anything to make it really better. Yeah. I mean, of course, she could have done something. There's always something, but like, I can't really pick anything out particular. I just felt like if we're gonna compare well, the roles, compare, was that for no Charlotte Rampling was 45 years. That was L. Yeah, she wasn't nominated. Was it L? Um. That she got nominated yes, for? Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, yeah, show that we're going to year before. Okay. Okay, so... Um, Next film. Brie Larson in Room versus Julia Moore in Still Alice. Okay. So we so, start with Larson. Brie Larson, loved it. In particular, the scene that stands out to me, two scenes in particular, were when she recovered Jack outside of the police car and the interview. Yes, both of those are crying, but they were both different types of crying. Which yeah. to me is never really displayed in a movie. Well, and two I think different types of breakdowns. When she sees her son, it's so like just that that like love that like almost like panic frenzy to oh, be near when she him. Around, and she's just like, oh my god, I'm seeing other people. And the thing is, what's also weird is that she knew at that point he was okay. Mm-hmm. And that now she's okay. But that was his first time interacting with other people. But she, she just wanted to get back to him so you bad. You could see in her eyes, she's just like, I am his mother. He is with me. He belongs, not like he belongs to me, but it's like, I don't know how any, literally anyone in the else in the world will treat him. He is safe with me. Yeah. Away. And that like, that confidence. Yeah. It, it was so well portrayed. And when she's trying to teach him, when she's trying to like unteach him, because she teaches him that the only world is the room. Mm-hmm. And then when she tries to unteach him that is so... You know what I found interesting about that scene? What? Is that when she told him all of that, like, hey, like, this actually, there's actually more outside of it. He was aware of the concept of a lie. Like, well, he called her a liar. Well, yeah, probably because as a young child, he probably took more food than he said he was going to or something, you know, and then, like, yeah. lied about it. You know what I mean? But, but like, you know but, what, but you, with that, it's like, you want to give him more food. He should be getting more food because, like, she would want him to live. Well, no, but like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say more food. I was just trying to say, like, if you snack candy or something, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like, children yeah. lie. He probably did something. Like, like they got candy. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. Well, they did. He would give them shit. But um, it's just, I just... The point that I'm making, though, is yeah. that you you learn I just found what that a lie interesting is for that particular on. moment. Because yeah. even when I saw it the first time, I was like, when would she ever tell him, like, explain to him what a lie was? But you would, because you... Children lie all the time. He would have screwed up something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he would have lied about it. You learn... But he learns that through social interactions with the kids, right? But you learn it through your parents, too. You lie to your parents. I don't know. Just, you screw up something and then you lie. That you but yeah, now we're going up. into Jack Tremblay. Anyway. Which also, I think he should have gotten a supporting, a supporting actor. Well, supporting is bullshit. He's the lead. Oh, lead. Yeah. Well, um, supporting because he's a child. They put him in supporting for some of those awards and it's idiotic. Anyways, movie. back to Brie. Anyway. Again, I just want to go back to the fact lie. that she brilliantly showed two different types of breakdowns and did them and did them in such a way that I believe that the same character would do it. Well, and also she... To me, it's weird, like, that mix of her being beyond her years because she's she having is. to be she thrust to be. into this mother role. But, but at the same not, time, being 
emotionally stunted she's in her growth 17. because she was yeah she was taken when she was like what 17 17 and now she's 20 24 yeah. yeah and so like now she's in this moment where she's still kind of the mind of a teenager but at the same time the responsibility of a mother but the body of a 24 year old you know what I mean there's a yeah. lot going on there and I feel like she tackled each of those issues so well for me this is another performance where I can't accurately pinpoint what she could have done to be better. Yeah, exactly. Well, just, I would, I mean, I'd say that about... very good for someone as young as she is. I'd say that, honestly, about Emma Stone even, too. Even though I thought McDormand was better. McDormand, whatever. Even though I thought (laughs) McDormand was better, I could still tell how I wish it could have worked better. Mm -hmm. I thought she was better than Emma Stone, but I thought that she could have done these things better. But I don't know what Emma Stone could have done I'm sure she could have done something. I just don't know what that is. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, she she did what she was told to do. That's her job. Next one is Julianne Moore. Insta Alice, which was... Um, this one's hard for me because I'm like... I love Julianne Moore. I love Julianne Moore. And this performance for me, just I felt like just wasn't her best work. I just think that I, I always knew she went for something and I just didn't think it would be this. And I was... I thought that there was a lot of lackluster aspects of the performance. I thought that she did too many... She does that weird cry thing that she to just me, started doing it in recent films. She did it in uh, The Kids Are Right when she didn't cry like that like in the hours. You know, to but, me, her mouth forms a square and then her teeth don't touch yeah. and then she cries through it while making a slight It's like noise. so hard. Yeah, it does this thing and you're like... And I just... I think I, it's I actually... My assumption it. is that's just how she actually cries and it came out and she cried but it was... We have to, oh, didn't, didn't Claire Dane say this is how I actually cry? Yeah, because everyone kept making fun of how <laughs> she cries, women. and they're like, well... Um, <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen Little Women with Claire Well, they're Dane, referring to mostly... Uh, anyway, let's move on. Okay. But anyway, the uh, Julianne Moore's performance, I thought... I mean, of, of course it was good. It was good. She won an Oscar for it. Totally. Yeah, and that moment when she's um, trying to find the pills, when she's trying to, like, look at her video and, like, trying to figure out the pills, but she keeps forgetting what she's looking for and going back to the video. It's heartbreaking. Like, she does so well with that. She really enters that world of that disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the difference in the severity of the symptoms between early-onset Alzheimer's and normal Alzheimer's, but I, have, I was going off of what I've seen with normal Alzheimer's, and there were some things that I saw where I was just, like, had a little bit of a disconnect, I think it's it is different because your body is an alien and also like it's faster. I think. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. It's yeah. So it's, after that, after you get diagnosed, you're gone within a year or two. Yeah. So it it is different. So I don't think it's really fair to compare those two. Okay. Um. But yeah, I uh, I feel like I'm going with Brie Larson for this yeah, as I you are to, probably as well. Because with the thing is with Julianne Moore, I there were so many done better. things she could have done more. But I don't even know what she could have done, but at the same time, I don't even, I can't accurately tell you what she did that was like, this is better than Brie. I I will say this. I didn't really feel like she was a person. I felt like she was a disorder. And that was... Which is bad. That's in her performance. You know what I mean? Like, and I do blame her for that. Because I felt like Julianne Moore wasn't worried about developing this woman. Mm-hmm. She was worried about developing the symptoms of the disorder. And so, like... I was so focused on the fact that she had Alzheimer's that I wasn't thinking really at all about what is this woman like? What does she like to do? What is what is her relationship with her husband, with her kids? Like I didn't, and that's partially the writer's fault as well. But I'm in the director, but I'm like I, I don't get it. I don't get who you are. All I know is that you wasn't have a disorder. Alec Baldwin, her husband in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, funny because in the next movie, Alec Baldwin is also the husband, Kate Blanchett. Oh, that's true. Also, um. <laughs> They were in 30 Rock together, Jeremy Moore and Alec Baldwin. They were? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Kate Blanchett and Jennifer Lawrence next. Okay. Um, Kate this Blanchett one was fun. in Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence, and Silver Lane's Playbook. So, Kate Blanchett's performance is... Brilliant. Yeah. There's... I mean, like, <laughs> the energy she has here and, like, the intensity with... You know, because she's kind of losing it. Yeah. It's basically, like, Julianne Moore um, was a character struggling with a disorder, so it's Kate Blanchett. Granted, hers is more just nervous Kate breakdown Blanch- and anxiety. Yeah, and Kate Blanchett was in a stylistic film as well. Still, Alice. Woody Allen films are stylistic. Yes, whereas like Julianne Moore was not in a stylistic film, okay. and I, I feel like 
Kate Blanchett's performance was kind of comedic in the in this horrible tragic way. You know, it's it's a tragic comedy, really. I would I would clarify it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would classify it as a tragic comedy. Oh, of course, absolutely. And if you I, can't make it through that movie and think that it's not a tragedy, then there's something. Wrong it's with a tragedy, you. but also it's a comedy. Like oh, yeah. it's funny. Her character <laughs> is hilariously it's, awful. You're like, what's wrong with you? And but the thing is, like, she lands. And we, I use delusional a lot when I'm describing performances, but she is so delusional. And I feel like delusional is one of the coolest things to watch happen, is someone... Well, because I del- shouldn't use an adjective, but she's a verb. She deludes herself. Yeah. And, like, she will delude herself and everyone around her for the rest of time. But and the thing is, no one falls for it. Yeah, and that's, like, I think and that's what makes her so much more delusional. It's, like, no one's buying what you're selling. And, like, she just commits. No like, one falls no. for Except for that guy, but it's because he just met her. Yeah, and then she traps him. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it's 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 great. Um, her character and just the, bl- the blank thousand-yard stage. Oh, my gosh, which you'll just stare at a table, and you're like... What is happening because with this performance? Because you can see that her character, because like her character had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And just the anger behind her eyes is just crazy. She's she's amazing. And, and like, well, and then she never really makes eye contact with people either. Because she's always doped out. So like, every time she's looking at someone, she's sort of looking at their forehead or their... And, and the other times is when she's not dubbed out. She won't make eye contact with them because her care because she thinks she legitimately believes that she is better than them. Oh yeah, and it's oh. And she's yes. not. She's just not. And she just just. It's weird because like. It's it's not even a nuanced role because you could pick up on everything, but it's oh, just no, all it's the not a quirk. subtle thing. But I guess there, uh, there's all the quirks to it were just it's so detailed. It's yeah. not subtle, but it's detailed. But they were just so consistent. Yes, that um, you can't like. I didn't see that movie at all when it came out. So when she won the Oscar, I was like, "Oh, that sucks." I didn't even see that because it looked so stupid. Grand 2013. I was like, "What freshman?" sophomore yeah. college so those weren't the kind of movies I was seeing and then after that after I saw it I'm like this is amazing oh yeah she's it was a fantastic performance Kate Blanchett is a brilliant actress um also well what I believe so is Jennifer Lawrence who we should talk about next uh Jennifer Lawrence and Silver Lines Playbook I mean this performance was again if we, we've talked before about like it's got her on the map Ella, Wait, that's not that. true Katniss. Winter's Bone. Did it? I, I would say I didn't ask with like, with like with fil- To me, with film buffs, but in, in terms of like the general audience, this movie and Hunger Games. Yes. Yeah. So, this performance, um, we've talked about like elevating something off of the material, and I feel like she really did that. Like, the performance... In some scenes. I feel like the performance was not one that was relying on the writing at all. I mean, the writing was good, but it was like, I feel like anyone else could have done this and it could have just been okay. Yeah. And the 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 intensity in her eyes and, like, that sort of panic... She has a good, intense stare. That panicked, crying thing that she does and, like, the... And she's funny, too, but it's, like, when she freaks out at the diner and she's, Which like... Which, to me, was her Oscar team. Oh, that, I mean, that's always the scene that they show for any of the award ceremonies, but, oh, like... Because that would hurt when she smacked all those dishes. And then she just... But also, like, the the way that she was handling some of those moments of extreme freak outs with like those mm-hmm. quiet intense moments I, I really do think that she elevated I think that you could have easily slid into like getting yourself on autopilot with a role like that and she did not I'm going to disagree at that because with her characterization she is a, a young widow who after her husband died went through a period of depression and tried to heal it by sleeping around and everyone started to demonize her for it. And I felt like when she talked about it and when people talked about it, I felt like instead of, I don't know if it's just something I was looking for personally, but I never felt like her character felt any reaction to people saying those things. And that's why I never believed 
that she was any of those things besides the story telling me that she was. I'm confused by your saying that she didn't react because the diner scene is her reacting to someone calling no, her slut. No, her diner scene is to, is for him. She goes because I'm just a crazy slut, blah blah blah, and like no, because he just called her crazy because she like because he had bipolar disorder and she took out her depression. But he got into this idea of her being promiscuous, and she totally Did he? yeah, because he's like, wait, Jennifer with the woman. She goes, yeah. It was hot. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he did. I do feel like she did react. So I, I disagree. I think I was looking for it because, like, she reacted to just that one person when the cop did it immediately, and she kind of just like turned and walked away. But isn't that kind of life? I mean, people in real life, when they're dealing with problems, don't always give you something. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing is, I felt like I got nothing. Oh, I disagree. I think that she. I think that she was acting like someone within that situation where he sort of shut down. Yeah. Which to me, that's or, the only or part react of her, negatively. That's wow. the only part of her performance I didn't like. Yeah. And I will say like some aspects of her performance. But I again, that's like, me being very, very nitpicky. And yeah. honestly, the way you're talking about it, I feel like I'm being a little misguided. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you understand that you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, Anyways, I still think Kate wins. Um, yeah, Kate does win, duh. But like, it's a, a, well, yeah, we knew that. But I feel like, and the reason that I say that she wins is because I feel like, in some ways, Jennifer Lawrence, when she's on, she's on. But some scenes, it does feel like she she isn't giving it one hundred percent unless it's the most intense scene in the world, which you can see in Hunger Games a lot. Yeah, because she will say some lines that you're like, you didn't believe that for a minute, did you? And unless she can get to that point of those extremes or that, like, if she's very funny, if she's very sad, if she's very angry, she's on it. But I think that's what I'm trying to say is, like, in the scenes where there's not a huge emotional swing, she's just yeah. blank. Because when she does that monologue to Robert De Niro, that's a hilarious monologue. But again... Oh, the she, one where she talks about the fucking eagles. Yeah, she can be <laughs> funny. That's the thing. Like, when she's funny or mad or sad. Oh, remember when but she But if does. she's just, like, a person who wants to sit there and talk to someone on the couch, she can't do that. She's like, I don't know what that is. I don't which, know what that means. Which is why, compared to Kate Blanchett, who was always fucking on. She was just always on. And I, I you know, I yeah. obviously, I, I agree. I think we knew before even going in, Kate Blanchett would take out... Jennifer, but um, anyway, moving on. Meryl Streep in okay. The Iron Lady versus Natalie Portman in Black Swan. All right, so. Starting with Meryl. To me, actually, I just want to do a quick comparison right away. Both of these performances have a lot to do with physicality. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. I think. And they both handled it so well, and yes, while well, Natalie Portman did have a stunt double, she still did a lot of those I'm so things. I'm people being mad about a fracking stunt double. Like the scene where she gets that massage from that female massage therapist where she pushes up into her ribs. Oh, yeah. She's doing great. And the thing is, okay, oh. so we're talking about Meryl Streep and Iron Lady. Meryl Streep first. Meryl Streep first. I love what she's doing with the performance. I love the, um, sorry, Alfred's meowing. Yeah. Hi, Alfred. What did you think about Meryl Streep and the Iron Lady? No um, cat representation is what he says. There, there are no kittens in this fandom. <laughs> um, no, I, I love what she's doing in terms of like her, the the transformation of her voice and she doesn't. They did such wonderful well. makeup with her in that film. Um, but especially her, like the old age Meryl is really good in that. Like the her hunch that she develops and like the shaking and the we talk about shaking a lot. I feel like, um, but she does great. Hey, if you can believe the physicality and you can believe that she is that age, then she did something right. Yes. But with that being said, I only liked her performance as old Margaret Thatcher. She was a little cartoonish. You yes. know, like, it was sort of like you're watching, like... But to, to that end... We only saw most of the Margaret Thatcher scenes. We saw as her as a, um, the younger prime minister uh-huh. was when she was in front of cameras, where she was putting on a character. So she was Meryl Streep putting on a character, putting on a character. And then, yeah, I guess it would have been nice to have seen more. She has like a very few scenes with her family. And yeah, alone. she was also talking to men, and she wanted to prove that something. She, and yeah, she wanted to prove something. Yeah. So I get it, but at the same time, it's just. 
But even the scenes where she was just talking to her husband, a lot of it was like her putting on something. It was like a it was it was like a caricature of Margaret Thatcher. A few times it felt like more. A few times I thought it was almost borderline, you know, like an SNL parody of Margaret Thatcher. But another thing is that again, this is just to Meryl Streep's credit. You could see her through the makeup, and she could act through the makeup. Unlike Gary Oldman. Okay. <laughs> Can't go off on Gary Oldman yet. I um, didn't agree. Okay. So, but anyway, I feel like she, like, while it was, like, a good performance and, like, she did so much with her voice and her body and all that, I, I do wish God, that she good. was not trying to, I wish that she was trying to live as the person as mm-hmm. opposed to impersonate the person. Right. And she wasn't, like, letting it fully take on. Anyway, Natalie Portman. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Natalie Portman was so unbearable in a good way to watch in this film. Which, to me, that's kind of like how she is in most roles. Like, a lot of the times, Natalie Portman talk, annoys the hell out of me. I love Natalie Portman. And, like, the thing is, just, like, watching her say words is very unbearable in this film. And I think it's because she just she just can't even, you know, like... Everything is sort of like a socially unbearable, anxiety-ridden adventure for this woman. And, like, it makes it so hard to watch. Because proven when she talks to her mom to say that she got the part, she is a little girl. Oh, yeah. I think that's the thing. is She acts like she's 12. She's emotionally stunted in such a beautiful way to watch. And, like... Which is just weird. I'm just wondering... I always wonder where Nina got that. Because all the other ballerinas seem to be normal. But they weren't as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, they probably had well-adjusted Well, that hair. honestly proves that people who are driven don't get to grow up at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, just had, she just had... Uh, they probably also had more stable parents. Yeah. But, like, you could just see... Every um, interaction. Also, she seemed like a ballerina, too. The moment, like, she walked in a room, there's... You could probably be like, that girl's a ballerina. Just the way her back arched, the way her, like, Her chest was fucked moved. out. She, her head was yeah. tilted up, but she's still looking down. It was very... The really, 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 really tight back bun. I will say this, because I have to say something, if I can, on, like, I almost said unpositive. I'll use the word negative instead. Um, I do feel like when she's Black Swan, when, like, not, like, when she's playing the Black Swan, but when she's, like, losing it a little bit in her, um, you know, in her psyche, I wish that she had... Pushed it. Pushed it a little more. It it's felt hard to, for me to believe her cracking yeah i don't really ever feel like i actually saw her crack and i wanted to see that black swan of her part part of her come out more and like um like when she's yelling like my turn my turn like you know and i was like i wanted it to come out so much more terrifying than it did um and I, i think that if i had to say something negative that's what i would say but i feel like that's that itself is even a stretch yeah um, but again, her performance also with like physicality and all that stuff, it's just a very subtle one where all the little, little teeny winces she does, or just like the slight moments of panic you see on her face. Like when she sees horror written on the bathroom wall. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, she does, she, she looks horrified for a fraction of a second. Well, Before she like, starts to wipe it off, and then she's just like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But I mean, there's a difference between horrified and panic. And she does it... And she does it well. Yeah, she does it also well. And I think, I mean, I'm obsessed with that movie, but she... It's a very good movie. I've only seen it once, and Tyler showed it to me. She's great. All right, so, winner for this one, I want to say Portman. Does it feel wrong... Does it feel wrong that I feel like Meryl Streep lost it all? <laughs> the problem, okay, if we're talking about, like, bodies of work with these two performers, obviously, to me, I say, like... I feel like Meryl Streep's done better films than this. Oh, yes. For Meryl me, in Streep- particular, Julie and Julia, which I will get into in a few minutes. <laughs> but anyway, she... I Obviously, Meryl Streep's body of work speaks for itself. I, I didn't think that this time... Her performance is better than Natalie Portman's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Natalie gave something so different yeah. than what we've been seeing, and it was wonderful to watch. Okay, last of uh, round one. 
The person who robbed Meryl, Meryl Streep of her Julie and Julia Oscar, Sandra <laughs> yes. Bullock. Sandra Bullock and Blindside versus Kate Winslet in The Reader. So we're supposed right. to talk about Sandra Bullock. Um, and now let's talk about Kate Winslet. Gosh, I like, <laughs> can't even with this one. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen The Blindside up to 10 plus times. I, Tyler has seen it once, and he has I, the same feelings as me. No, even... Okay, so like, Sandra Bullock's a wonderful actress. I love her. But... I, love Sandra Everyone does. She's aggressively likable. But the problem is here... This is, isn't the movie she should have won? No. And I, and I I don't understand... I mean, the plot of this movie, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I'm just like, this whole white savior bullshit, like, she should have been a supporting role, first of all, because we have this student who she's helping Michael Orr. through this... And I would have much rather had him be the main character, and I would have. Yeah, she should have been a supporting character, but the, that's the, that's about the structure. And her stupid, stupid speech about like. I thought you were about to say her stupid son. Her stupid son. <laughs> I actually do really hate that character, that little white boy that she he has. He wasn't portrayed. Not her son, her adoptive son, um, who's gone through a lot. SJ, I'm referring to her. S J. Sean Junior. I hate his name too. Um, so no, that's mean because he's a real person. Um, but I, I just feel like that, yeah, cause she has that speech also where she's like, I am an NRA member and I'm packing. I'm a member of like, the PTA, I'm a member of the NRA and I'm always packing. Yeah. And, and she says something. Threatening like, this yeah. man. She's like, if you come to my part of town and I'm like, believe you me, this man has a lot more reason to be afraid in this situation than you do because like the the fact of the matter is is that like if he comes over and if you put a gun right up to his head the police are still gonna save you so like shut up don't you know what I mean like and I just felt like basically this movie did not age well no it didn't it did not age well I don't think it was ever in the right age personally I didn't I really did not appreciate it in 2009 I feel like it was people are mad then though oh to me this is what started the Christian movie movement. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, no, the movie was well-received, but I just, people were mad, and I, I don't think, I don't think it was ever on the right age. Yeah, and, and even I, Sandra Bullock, even during her Oscar speech, I don't even feel like she thought this was the role that she should have won. And, I mean, her, her Oscar speech was really good. But, but the first thing she said is, she's just like, did I really deserve this, or did I wear you down? Yeah, and it's, and it's hard. Because I feel I, like people thought she won't get nominated again. Also, what's with this performance anyway? Because it's just kind of like, I have big hair and an accent. And I didn't really feel any subtleties, any idiosyncrasies of the character. She made, like... And moms are totally interesting. I honestly thought that that could have been a very meaty supporting role. And it it wasn't in anything, really. Um, It was just... It was sad to see... I don't have anything nice to say. And again, Besides the fact that she's a cool person. You know, like, I love Sandra Bullock, but I just don't really understand why this performance was considered... I love Sandra Bullock. ...the height I of any form of art. I love Sandra Bullock. Again, like, if you see her in, like, The Net... Or, or the next and year like, in Gravity. I mean, we're sleeping. Was not that, the no, next, that's the next year. It's not the next year. I don't know why I, I said was the like, next that year. was, like, four years later. No, you, you're right. Um, <laughs> it was later. But she was very good in Gravity. Um... But anyway, let's move on to Caitlin Sykes. I'm tired of talking about this. Um, the reader. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you haven't seen The Reader, which I honestly doubt any of you have, <laughs> stop the layer day right now and Just go, go watch see The Reader. It. It's so good, and her performance... Imagine sympathizing for a Nazi. And, like, that's the thing. is like... <sighs> For a minute, you're like, well, let's not be so harsh. And, like, okay, so the character's a Nazi. Um, but Just like the panic ugh. and the crying, but it all takes place within happiness. a trial afterwards. And like, ugh. I just, I think that she was so, everything in her life was so straightforward and she didn't think that there were consequences really for anything as long as that's what because made sense at the time. Because her character's not smart. Yeah. It was not a very intelligent character, which is also which what made is it weird. so interesting to have a strongly written role of a person who's just not very bright. And what's weird is the fact that I know, I've seen Kate Winslet interviewed. I've seen her in other films. Oh, she's films. a very she intelligent woman. She is very intelligent. And the fact that I believe she was an idiot 
I don't even... It's weird. I got the fence and we called her an idiot. That's how much I liked this movie. I was like, don't call her an idiot! <laughs> I thought that her character uh, was just so she's, unaware. She's, she's unaware and she's uneducated. And and it does not excuse her being a Nazi. But Kate <laughs> Winslet's performance... But for a Did minute, you, you made it, you made it question if it did, which yeah. it doesn't. I want to make it clear in this in, in on this recording that Just I don't nice. think that there's anything that excuses being a Nazi. But I think that like the fact that we're dealing with watching of her in this trial, and I think the movie was so well crafted in that you got to meet her and get to know her before. Have you, you seen this movie drop on tomatoes for? It's low, sixty one. Yeah, and I and I'm like, are you kidding me? They're just jealous. Um, and it's like I I really do feel like the way that her character developed, the way that she develops it, with nothing. She doesn't do anything. And no, she does, well, she does things, but, like, she does everything so subtly. It's so dark, and it's so, like, that little moment when they're at the restaurant, and you and she's reading the menu, and will not read the menu. She can't read. She's looking at it where she's, like, she does the tiny glimpses up where she's, like, is he looking at me, or is he looking at the menu? If he's looking at me, I gotta look right back down and make it seem like I can read oh, this. Oh, gosh. And, like... Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry if you haven't seen it. Oh she yeah, I just read. assume I don't. I don't really do anything. <laughs> she can't read. She is illiterate. She and then like in that scene when she gets the recording, I, I still I like get tired just thinking about it. But like and she, she like can't figure it when out she gets first. the recording in prison when he sends her the recordings and she's like you are tearing learning <laughs> how to read mm-hmm. and like she just wanted. The, her whole character motivation was just wanting to read. And then she and like, taught herself how to. And she was a Nazi and used that experience to try to get better at reading, which is just so, like, Ugh. it's so bizarre. And it's such a it's such a beautiful story of just, like, humanity and, like, finding humanity in any moment in our lives. And, and like, it's just, you can, I've never seen, in, like, any of the movies that we're talking about today... The fact I've never seen any character who can convey hopelessness like she can. Oh my gosh. Well, and she's arguably one of the best actresses out of these ten women. Like, it, she's up there. Oh yeah. I would say these top three. And like... <laughs> just like, spoiler alert, I feel like Kate... Don't, don't do it, don't do it. Just let, just let them... I feel like she's gonna make it far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I think... Yeah, I... What? Anyway, and also I just have to laugh at the fact that on Extras, when she's like, <laughs> so Extras this show that she's doing, I the Ricky Gervais show, she's playing <laughs> herself, and she's like, um, and in the, she's she's in a fictional movie on the TV show, like it's about none? the Holocaust, she's, yeah, she's playing a nun in the Holocaust, and she's like, well, everyone's wondering, when's Kate Winslet going to win her Oscar, when's she going to win one? And then she goes, well, you know what you gotta do, you gotta be in a Holocaust movie, and then she fucking won for a fucking Holocaust movie. Oh. Um, so, right now, we, we know Kate Winslet wins. Right? Yeah, Kate Winslet beats Sandra Bullock. But, I do have a question for mm-hmm. you. If given the opportunity, would you say that she deserved the Oscar more for this or Revolutionary Road, which came out the same That year? is a really hot debate because she was, they tried to push her for the reader for supporting and they were able to do so with the Golden Globes. So she won the Golden Globe mm-hmm. for the reader and she won the Golden Globe for Revolutionary Because Party. that was just her year. Yes. And the producers of both those films were trying to push to get the reader as a supporting role. So she'd get both? And yeah, so she'd win both Academy Awards. And the Which Academy really said, Shoo shoo on you. The reader mm-hmm. is a lead role. Which is weird to me it's that not. they it's weird to me that they say shoo shoo on you then, but then cut to Alicia, Alicia fucking Nick and or fucking Rooney Mara with Carol. So, and I was like, uh, <laughs> when there's a person in there that, okay, Alicia Vikander had more screen time and lines than Eddie Redmayne, who was nominated in the lead category. Rooney Mara had more screen time and lines than Kate Blanchett, who was put in the leading category. It's just, well, I think it's just because they were both names. It was just, which is weird because to me, Rooney Mara is definitely a name. Alicia was not. She was, that was like, what? Well, Kate Blanchett is much more of a name than Rimara. Yeah. Um, anyway, I can't get on that right now. But anyway, yeah, uh, that, I say but anyway a that's lot. A, that's just name that's a really touchy topic. Podcast, but anyway. We but can't, anyway. we no, can't. Like Oscar Grouches. Oscar Grouches is great. We'll keep it. We already, it's already in the recording. It's done. Anyways, All right. So Winslet went on. And also because of the rules of Thunderdome. Kate Blanchett. No, Winslet. Kate Winslet. 
Kate Winslet automatically moves to the next category because we take the earliest person and we move them into the next category because we only have five. There's only one winner, though, so don't worry about that. Yeah. If the person was meant to win, then they're Then they're going to win, so it doesn't matter. All right. So now we have McDormand. Now we're at round two. We're besides the first person who moved on to the third round. Um, We have four people. Now we're going to compare them two by two. And you guys have already heard most of our opinions, so now we're pretty much just going to jump to a conclusion. Yes. Francis McDormand... McDormand. What a, McDormand. Why is her name so hard for me? Okay. Francis McDormand versus Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Um, Brie. Really? I'm just surprised that you said Brie. I wanted Brie, but I'm surprised that you said Brie. Brie. Okay, well, that's great. Why? Because it's just, there was just, to me, there's just so much more there. There's so much more, yeah. There was more to analyze, and yes, that Again, is... Again, if we're looking at bodies of work, I think that Francis McDormand has proved herself much more than Brie Larson has. And Same well, thing with Marilyn now, I don't but. want to penal, uh, penalize, not penalize, I don't want to penalize Frances McDormand for having less to analyze, but I feel like, because that mostly goes for like the role you were given and what you do with it, but I still feel like for the role that Brie was given, she did more with it. I also never felt that repetition of formula. Yeah. I feel like Frances was like, I will win an Oscar, and these are the notes I need to hit, whereas <laughs> Brie was just like... I just feel like she got down on the dirt, mm-hmm. and she did it. She's like, this is what the story is, and as long as I'm true to the story, mm-hmm. whereas Frances, I felt like there was a couple moments where she thought, I'm going to kill it this thing. You know, like, and I don't think that Brie ever thought she was going to win an Oscar for this in a million years. It, would be her, it was going to be her first nom. I'm, it was. I think she just decided to do her best, mm-hmm. and then she fucking killed it. Because the thing is, I'm going to compare, because, like, I'm just going to compare it to, like, um, Francis McDormand's um, performance, like, a comedy routine. It, to me, with a lot of comedy routines, if you do a joke and it works, you elevate it. And then if it works again, you keep elevating it until you find the line that people will, don't want you to cross. And I feel like her performance just kept elevating and elevating and elevating and elevating. But mm. in a way that eventually felt like overkill. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it's overkill, and it, again, it just kind of felt like the same thing. It's a long movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it is. It just feels long anyway. But like, I remember seeing that movie, and the, the first forty minutes, I was like, "This is the best this is picture." Great. And I was like, like, "This is best picture. This is it." And then it just, and then it just lost me. And I think a part of that was a lot of performances in terms of like they weren't breaking thought- new ground. With each scene that and they entered. And I felt entered. like I lost. I thought I understood the characters. And then I just felt yeah. like I don't know who any of these people are. So anyway, I said Brie Larson. You agree. So we can move on. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett versus Natalie Portman. Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. And, I mean, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Like, it's hard for me because I fucking love Natalie Portman's... Natalie performance? Na- Natalie Portman. Um, <laughs> she, I love her performance. But... And I love Black Swan. I like Black Swan... More than I like Blue Jasmine. Really? Oh, I like Blue Jasmine more than Black Swan. And Down. Actually, I would say that out of these ten movies, probably Black Swan's my favorite. Um, but Ooh. I think that performance-wise, Kate Blanchett was so... I mean, it was just like masterful to watch her work. And I think that Natalie showed great, and she deserved her, her statue, but I don't think that it compares yeah. in terms of how she could have... She could have pushed it. And I felt like Kate Blanchett pushed it. It's just, to me, I just felt like I knew Jasmine as much more of a fully realized character than Nina. And it's mo- and it's not even because of writing. I felt like It doesn't writing- bother me that I don't know Nina, though. Because I felt like Nina is elusive. That's true. But, anyway. But even like in the moments that we did get to know her, I felt like Kate sold it more. Yes. Kate sold that performance. So now second to last round, we remove one of the three. So we have Brie Larson, Kate Blanchett, Kate Winslet. So we remove one of the three and we move on to the last one. Which to me is obvious. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's Brie Larson. And Brie Larson doesn't even make me feel bad eliminating her. Like, in some ways, with some people, I'd be like, oh, not them. But with Brie Larson, I'm like, well, you're so new to this. Like, Kate Blanchett and Kate Winslet have had such... (laughs) Amazing careers that they've created. I'm gonna compare this to um, you. I'm you. You've seen RuPaul's Drag Race before. Yes. They in like with they, you in the earlier seasons, they'd have the top three, and then they would just eliminate someone right away, and then have the top two 
compete against each other for the first who wins the whole thing. And there's always someone in the top three who's just like, who's not like the others? And to me, Brie Larson is just not even in their field. Yeah. Because, like, and I think that, like, the battle of the, the battle of the Kates was inevitable. It's inevitable. Like, because you look at this list and you're like, well, clearly it's going to be a battle of the Kates. Um, you, like, you can look at it just at a glance and you can tell what it's going to be between those two. And obviously there's other heavy hitters in here. Julianne Moore, Frances McDormand, and Meryl Streep. Julianne Street. Moore lost her first round. I don't think she's a heavy hitter. I would say that her, <laughs> as in her body of work. Okay. Julianne Moore's body of work makes her Not a heavy Christelle hitter. Alice. Not Crystal Alice. Not Crystal Alice. Same with Meryl, though. She also lost her first round. But her, Oh, wow. She did. Her body of work. Uh, body. Body. <laughs> body. Where work. is the body? I don't even know what that song is. I just know that it's in Too Long Fu. Anyway. I say anyway a lot. Anyway. This is so hard. I get upset about it. Oh, so now that you guys know we're at the last two, it's Kate. It's Battle, it's the of, Battle of the Kids. Kate Blanchett and Blue Jasmine versus Kate Winslet and the Reader. This, it just seems so unfair and stupid. It just seems like so dumb because Kate Winslet's performance is so subtle and so nuanced and so beautiful. Also, idiosyncrasies. Both of these performances are beautiful. And then you have Kate Blanchett, who is in a stylized film, whereas Kate Winslet is not in a stylized film. And like, what? Oh, no, sorry, did I, did I mix those? No, I'd say both of them are very stylized. I'd say they're very stylized. Yeah. Why so? I don't know. It's just like. Wait, what, what, what even is the definition of stylized film? Stylized would mean that it's not trying to do a realistic representation. Like, it's not like holding the mirror up to nature. Oh. Not to be old. Stanislavski. Hold the mirror up to nature. But... What? Anyway. <laughs> where did you go? <laughs> where did you go? Um, but, um, I felt like the reader was trying to be representational, whereas the Versus presentational, which is Blue Jasmine's trying to be presentational. And so it's hard to compare these two performances because I don't think that Kate Blanchett was grounded in any form of reality. But I think that... She was grounded in her reality. Uh, yeah, exactly. But then, like, Kate Blanchett... And that's not bad on either of them. It's just one of... They were just in two very different films. Yeah. And one's about the Holocaust, and one's about rich people who lose money. They're both kind of comparable to where it's two women dealing with consequences that they absolutely brought upon themselves. Oh, yeah. There you go. You yeah. found something. And they both have a person named Kate. <laughs> yes. They're both white. Oh, by the way, I feel like it has to be mentioned that all ten of these women are white. Well, when we get to when we get to supporting actress, like, the one that was sprinkling does that make it any better? We basically, have... we won't get to a person of color actress until two podcasts from now that deal with actress, and even then, we're going to talk about pretty much as many of the other awards as we can. So it'll be like a year from now. No, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get. I just think that that's nonsense, though. I'm like ten years, and they're all. I saw seen Monsters Ball, and I'm excited. Ten years, and they're all white women. Um, that's nonsense. Wait, no, 20 years. No, I'm talking these 10 years right here. Oh, it has been 20 years, yes. Yeah. Well, a lead actress has not, a black lead actress has not won since Halle Berry. The only one. And she's the only one. I, I laugh ironically. I'm a, you know, um, it's horrific. But, and there wasn't even any within these last 10 years. That I really, forget the name of the woman, but I also know that only one Asian There hasn't woman. even been any Hispanic winners or anything, right? I mean, Mercedes like, Rule. I mean, that was supporting actress for Fisher King. I think for lead actress, we are really looking at straight-up white women from forever. Yeah. Because... Wait, what about Sophia Loren? What did she win? Um, she won for the... She was the first per woman to ever win for a non-English-speaking role. Oh, but that was a long ass time ago. Yeah, but would you... I, I could have sworn she was Hispanic. Or maybe she's from Spain. I'm not sure. I don't know her origin, but I do know that in general this category is exceptionally Caucasian. And also the only um, Asian woman to ever win for any acting award was for Sayonara in 57, and I forget her name. Yeah, it's it's a little gross. But anyway, we have to decide between Kate Blanchett and I Kate have Winslet. a winner. For me personally. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's Kate Blanchett. Okay, tell me why. I'm guessing because you said that you disagree. I do disagree, but tell me why. 
it's just because of the okay so i'm going to compare things that they both presented we're going to talk about crying scenes um oh so gosh, kate winslet's cries are so good for kate winslet she cries in the courtroom where she looks around desperately at those fucking bitches for turning her in and being like i don't even know what you're talking about just the panic that you saw so when she cries when he reads to her to me they both display different types of panic where one is just like panic by betrayal and the other one is panic by circumstance or it's just like she's just has no kate lynch had no idea what's going on she's just in her own reality and she's having such a hard time coping with what's going on mm-hmm. but i feel like that's more hard to do where you're trying to ground yourself into what's going on and still showing that you're not accepting it and telling everyone that you are and letting me know that you are saying that you are and you clearly are not and doing it in a way that she did. If that makes sense. I went on a really, really long walk. Yeah, I, was like, I don't really know where we started like, and what we ended with there. But Shut up. I, <laughs> I just like, I know what I'm trying to say. I'm just not good at saying it. I feel to like the me, difference in like, the performances is I think that a, a wonderful performance will say, you come to me. Mm-hmm. versus I go to you. Well, and I feel like Kate Blanchett went to you. And what? Yes, and Kate Winslet said, you come to me. Wait, because with explain Kate Winslet, this, I don't with, understand. With Kate Winslet, I'm always leaning in, leaning in, being like, what else is there? What else is there? What's going on? Tell me more. Tell me more. You're a mystery. Or are you saying that because you're repulsed by Kate Blanchett's no. character? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's because, in general, Kate Winslet makes me want to know more and beg to know more. I and I feel like the same thing about Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett. I felt like I knew everything I needed to know. I was really? like, "You are. I can see you from a mile away." Because the thing is, her performance was so big; it was so extravagant in ways that were like, "You just need to come here and and see." No, not you need to come here. I'll go to you. I'll go anywhere. I'll scream. I'll jump here. I'll be as big as possible whereas Kate no, Winslet's performance me, was so saying, chill to me what you're saying is that Kate Winslet coaxed you whereas Kate Blanchett grabbed you and pulled you in she did not pull me in she went to me oh no to me she just forced no, me she went right to me she's like don't worry I'll get there I'll do all the work for you and I didn't want someone to do the work for me I oh, wanted okay. I wanted what I got from Kate Winslet which is I I feel like I have to work I feel like I have to try to know this woman. And I also felt like with Kate Blanchett, I was like, I see you acting. I love it. It's great. But I see you. Whereas Kate Winslet, I was like, that's just her. <laughs> like, I, I, like, believed her more. I, like, just believed that I saw that woman there. You know? And, like... And that's probably that's because of the, the styles are different, too. Which is... That, that's what makes it kind of hard. Because I feel like with a really solid representational performance is always going to, in my mind, beat someone with a really solid presentational performance. You know, really? like... Yeah, because it's like... If, if you did more with less, then I feel like that's more impressive than doing more with more. I don't know. I'm still not convinced. I still think it's Kate. <laughs> Wait. Kate with a C. I think it's, it's Kate, Kate with a K. K. Kate with a C. Because, I, yeah, I do. I really think that she... Um, I think that her performance no, in terms of no. Is that no. is that is that how you're gonna win this argument? Um, no, I, I, I can. I really I think that with what she was able to do, especially since it felt okay, because I feel like when you're a, a supporting role and you should have been lead, I hate you for it. But when you're a lead role and you should have been supporting, I love you for it. Well that's not even her fault. I know, but I'm just saying, like... She didn't even do that. <laughs> this was a lead role, and she, like... It was a supporting role, really. But she was able to hold her weight in the lead category because she was just that good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to understand your perspective. Because I do think that Kate Winslet gave a much more grounded and meaningful performance. I don't... Mm. You're better with words than I am, goddammit. <laughs> and I feel like this is going to come down to you being like, well, I'm the actor, so I know. And I'm like, Ugh. I never did that. <laughs> I know, but I feel like that's what it's going to come down to. 
Urgh, I can't. I did use it a little it. bit there with my Stanislavski thing, but um, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Okay, but anyway, he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> okay, it's hard just because they're both good, so it's hard for me to like rip apart one or the other. I don't know. I just, it's just I'm not. I can't even condemn anything that Kate Winslet did. I was just I felt more from Kate Blanchett, and you're saying that that's just because she was more stylized. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand why that's even an issue. It's not an issue. It's just hard to compare in that way because it's like, Kate Blanche is hardly playing someone real. Whereas. The, they're very real people. I like guess there are people like that. I do know people. There are very like real people. I've, I've we met. know lots of people. We know like people that. together that are actually like that. Yeah. I was like, I feel like we know lots of, of people my, like that. People of my, that are my friends, I won't say in this <laughs> podcast, but yeah. Um. Okay, I'll concede. Thank you. <laughs> I'll concede. I'm sorry. Um, this is just a thing that I won't budge on. <laughs> I and it's an easy concede because I do think that Kate Blanchett was so wonderful. They're both just fabulous. So it's it's hard for me just because I think Kate Winslet's body of work is better than Blanchett. The best part about both of these women is that they will continue to always to surprise us. Supri- yeah, they'll to just always surprise, surprise us. us and to just oh. continue to wow us and to grow. Wait, wait, I have a question. What has Kate Winslet been in recently? Because Kate Blanchett, we saw her. Well, she did that Kate. Steve Jobs movie. Um, she was nominated for that. Yeah, uh, she was like pretty much second place for that. Um, really? Yeah, because she won the really? Golden Globe. She won the Golden Globe. Really? Mm-hmm. Because they fucking put Alicia Vikander where she fucking belonged, which is in the lead category. Anyway, <laughs> we need to not steal glory here. We'll get to that later. All right, so Kate Blanchett wins. Yay! Thank you for listening. Please uh, rate or comment if you liked us. If you don't like us, go to hell. And then um, subscribe. Straight to hell. Yeah. Straight down to hell. All right, thank like you. you um, we are the Oscar Grouches. <laughs>